Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Entrepreneurship has its ups and downs, and among the latter is the isolation. The fact that you put in so many insane hours can get maddening at times. So when someone out there in the universe drops a comment, sends a DM, an email, or shares a review, believe me, a guy is quite appreciative. This is, in a nutshell, how I met and got to connect with my next guest, Erika Darbus, and felt quite taken with her journey, both as an entrepreneur and business owner. You guys probably think I'm joking when I tell you this, but I truly do read all of your comments. And it's throughout our various exchanges when I came to embrace a fellow achiever's awesome journey as something that I personally considered near and dear to my heart that I thought, why not have her on the podcast as well? Erika is the founder and CEO of Hades Corner, a B2B export marketing firm whose mission is aimed at introducing and promoting the Haitian culture to the world through its impressive catalog of brands and various products. As you'll soon discover, Erika is a definite and powerful example of how one can align skill, training, resourcefulness, and dedication to a righteous and noble cause. On this empowering episode, we discuss the importance of not watering down one's heritage, personal truth, dedication to the bigger picture, and how mindset is the keystone of success. When you find yourself in the fortunate position to walk a path of genuine purpose and truth, you're already ahead of the pack. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 111 with Erika Darbuz. Here we go. As always, I know I'm repeating myself, but first of all, thank you for being here because it means a lot to me uh, to be able to connect uh, with like-minded individuals who share uh, some, not only some wonderful content, but also who promote that wonderful um, energy of, uh, you know, just greater service and kindness and, you know, just heartfelt honesty in regards to what they do. And, you know, first of all, you know, with all your wonderful support on Instagram, which has been invaluable, you know, just people think I don't read the comments. I genuinely do. Maybe I don't reply as much as I should by the time I'll get a virtual assistant, maybe. But so far, uh, it really means a lot. You know, there are people who do stand out in regards to how we interact. And I wonder, I welcome this wonderful world uh, that we live in right now with the wonderful, tech, uh, wonderful world of technology allows us to actually have these relationships, if you will virtual yes. at least to be able to connect uh with people who again are totally and so generous and you know welcoming our work and the work that we do you don't think that what you do in the world matters until someone hits you back on an itunes comment or just a like or just like resharing your post and it has definitely been one of those persons so really like out of the blue i just want to say thank you for all the invaluable support i know there are a lot of people out there who say like, yeah but i support you but right now hey <laughs> it's my time <laughs> no jealousy in fighting right now but first of all i really want to recognize and acknowledge you for all the wonderful support because truth truthfully it really means a lot so first of all thank you for all the support and again thank you for welcoming uh thank you for accepting 
uh, the invitation to be on the podcast, Erika. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Olivia, for having me. Like I told you, it's it's an honor to be in a platform where so much great minds have preceded me. And <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, it's it's I love the work that you do. I think it's inspiring. Okay. I think that giving people a platform to shed light on their work, you know, and it's just like so conversational, it's just so genuine, so authentic. Um, that's what drew me to the platform. So that's how I became a listener. And I can't believe that today I'm actually, you know, sharing this space with you. So that's this awesome. Is, it's, uh, it's how the universe works, man. Energy attracts energy. And really, um, that's right. my, it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling, you know, when you understand that no matter where we are, near or far, you can always connect with someone on a deeper level and you understand that once we open our minds, we open our hearts and open our thoughts, realize that we can connect on so many levels and it's a very precious, thing, very precious thing. But out right. of the gate, man, we're going to start normally this, like I said, all these conversations are really informal. And as always, like I said, I love your page. First of all, because it always <laughs> brings me home. It really brings me home because Thank of you. everything that's on there. And, you know, from the articles and the interviews that you've been, we're definitely going to get into all your work and everything, but mm-hmm. I'm really going to throw you a, a loop for, for one. What's your, what's the nearest and most fondest memory you have of back home, back in Haiti, just off the beaten path? Like, well, what are you thinking about right now? If I tell you Lakai, what does that bring up for you? Mm, it brings me back to the countryside with my family. And that's a question that I had to answer recently. So it's so vivid to me because I've been reliving that moment. Um, back home, I used to spend, well, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of, uh, vacation time outside of the capital with my parents. So mm-hmm. the first, I think that's one of my fondest memory. We would, we went to, um, uh, well, it's a little town, Torbeck. It's right next mm-hmm. to the Lekai. Mm-hmm. And that's where my dad is from. So he took us, me and my sisters and alongside with, um, my aunt, uncle and their two sons and we went for a family vacation there and the first night that we were there we actually spent the whole night I think that was my first time ever sleeping under the stars and I've never seen a sky with so much like stars I remember like really there was a lot of shooting stars because you know it's the countryside so you have Mm -hmm. less pollution less light so that means you see the stars shining bright at night you know and that's that's fairy tale, you know. I mean, you had to live it, you know. It's just beautiful. It's just so gorgeous. Does that's, that ever hit yeah. you? The simplicity when you make the comparison of the detachment of being in North America, of being abroad, and you compare uh-huh. that to the simplicity of growing up, despite all the hardship and despite all the limitations, if you will, the stuff that okay, that still needs to happen for like you know a more evolved. I'm not going to call it evolved, but stuff that's still missing. Let's just let's just talk about it, you know. But uh-huh. sometimes you realize that living here, there's so much simplicity into how we grew up. You know, we're not, yeah. you and I are pretty much the same generation. And sometimes you're, yeah. don't you miss that sometimes? Definitely. Definitely. Most definitely. I feel like this, there's, it's not only it's missed, but I feel like the quality of life, you know, I feel like there was a, a profound nest to things. <laughs> That's the word, you know, cause you got the chance to enjoy the realness. Like those moments, I feel like are so much more precious because nowadays because of technology and the advancement, don't get me wrong. It's a good thing, but it also robs us of a lot of those moments because we get distracted with, you know, the, uh, the phones for instance, because back then, 
we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> no, we didn't. And me and no, we didn't. my sisters and my cousins, we were all teenagers. Teenagers at this at nowadays, they have cell phones. So it could have been the same um, thing if you want, but nowadays, and it probably would have been a totally different experience, meaning you probably would have missed the, the, the nature that's surrounding you because we would probably all be busy and, and I don't know, what's it called, TikTok or, <laughs> you know, or, you know, Instagram, we would probably be lost in our phone and missing the beauty of things that were happening right there in front of us. So yeah, it's not just the difference in space, like in geographically, but it's also the, dif- the differences in, and generation, you know, nowadays things are, we're so bombarded that we're missing the beauty of those details. So, yeah. You talked about your piece, the, the recent piece you did with Voyage uh, MIA. And um, again, I'm totally going to get into it. Uh, and obviously you can just skip over the question if you want. But you were there when, they, when the earthquake happened? I was. I was still living in Haiti um, at the time of the earthquake. And um, that's actually how I ended up um, transitioning and having this whole life change and and moving to Florida. No kidding. Just like that. And to this day, it's still okay. Right now we're at the 10th year anniversary. It's already been 10 years, man. And um, I wasn't there, but my sister was, uh, my parents were, and uh, I didn't lose it. I lost a couple of friends, obviously, but no immediate family, uh, thank God. But uh, to this day, even at the 10th anniversary, I'm still thinking about um, how, whatever you want to say about our inherent nature, our inherent resilience as a culture and as a people, even that we still manage to overcome. We still manage to get over. And what do you think that says about, you know, the, the spirit of courage and, and empowerment that is really at our core? Isn't Gosh, that a beautiful thing? It is. It is. It's so strong. I mean, and it only makes sense that we were, I know it's overused because we say it and we have not much to show for it, but it makes sense that we were the first black nation to be you know to freed um from slavery it makes sense because i think that's something that we really have in our core like you said i think that we have so much strength inside of us we have so so much more than what what we're seeing and that's that's the downside that pains me because i know i know our strength i know what we have to give and not just our strength but our beauty the work of our hand, like, you know, everything, like not just a resilience fast, uh, like against adversity, but also the, the greatness that we get to create, you know, um, we, we're not, I always say that, I always say that to people, even when I talk to, you know, especially when I talk to um, like other countries, like other nations, <laughs> like you should see me when I was in college, I was this kid, I swear, <laughs> I was waving my Haitian flag and, you know, with a lot of pride. And that's the key word, like we're, we're such a prideful people, nation. You know, we, we are, we love, you know, that, you know, we're from Haiti and nobody can take this away from us. And we, we love that, you know, we're from this land that has so much, so much to give, you know, so. Um, it's a I beautiful thing because. Yeah, hate is not it's, simple. It's, yeah. It's complicated because it's a beautiful thing. And I think I welcome the fact that I'm not sure if you're observing this in your circles, but I'm realizing right now this current generation is taking a lot more ownership of where it comes from. And the, uh, the Haitian identity is no longer being, you know, stuffed down or code switched, if you will, because there was a really long period where you wouldn't, you know, be so quick to say, like, yeah, I'm from 80. 
you know? That's true. That's true. Right now, I am seeing a little bit more audacity and ownership into promoting our people, into promoting our culture, into promoting, you know, what makes us great Uh aside from just the music and like, hey, come on, tourism. There's so much more, you know, going Uh on right now. And I'm welcoming, like you said, the technology that's allowing us to promote that even to a greater scale. And Uh um, in a bigger sense, that's why also I'm gravitating and I wanted to have this conversation with you because Haiti's Corner, for me at least, is what that represents. And let me just put that into perspective. Uh, Growing up, uh, my mother had a friend of hers, um, Jean, let's just call him Jean. And Jean specialized (laughs) in metal fabrication. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, when you grow up, like, you know, the farmers or like the ox or like, you know, just the animals, everything. Jean Mm -hmm. specialized in in metal fabrication. But what he would do from time to time, every week or so, every two weeks or so, he would sell a couple of pieces to my mom. And my mom would go to her friends who owned some stores, you know, some artifact stores, and she would sell it to them. So she would actually promote Jean's stores, Jean's Uh stuff. So Uh on a greater scale and to a bigger audience i believe is what that hades corner is about or am i totally off the beaten path here like did i totally miss it (laughs) you are right on the money that's right that's exactly it and at at the difference also that your mom the people that let's say she's a marketing junk to these are different um countries Mm -hmm. okay because that's what i believe you know you're set yourself up for a greater mission i really want to talk about that journey because first of all it is a terrific terrific mission to give yourself to actually you know promote us through a greater avenue and to a bigger scale because it has to start from somewhere and it has to start Mm -hmm. with a powerful message that we are more than just what we see on cnn so i'm really curious where did that idea germinate from well i really it was college days straight Mm -hmm. because i I grew up in Haiti and I didn't leave Haiti until I was a young adult. So, and I think that was a great thing because I was mature enough um, to, you know, be attached and understand the reality, you know, of things. So when I came here, I wasn't Americanized, you know, I wasn't young enough to be Americanized. So I was really grounded in my roots, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I moved here, I, I attended college and um, reality hit because, well, not only did I come in a, t- in a time of turmoil, of course, it was just the earthquake. So Haiti was um, the center of attention. You know, you automatically they know that you're from Haiti. People were, you know, having a sympathy look and they almost like want to ask you if everything's okay. You know, they want to hug you. They want to care for you. So people had our ear. You know, they were, and a lot of them, surprisingly, in Florida, they were just discovering what Haiti was, (laughs) you know, like, oh, really? I didn't even know. But Haiti, because of the earthquake, ended up becoming in a map, not in a positive way, but, you know, and for me, I'm in a different country Um, for the first time, you know, I'm leaving far away from home and um, I'm realizing what people thought of Haiti. You know, I'm just have, I'm making friends that are not Haitian okay, okay. and they telling me, you know, you know, Oh, Hey, do you have a TV back home? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> you know, like the weirdest comments, you know, like, how is it? Do you guys have streets? You know, would you sleep? And I've really had those questions and I had to not be offended and understand that it was truly just ignorance, you know, and that people did not know Haiti for what they you know they they got from the media and so therefore it was just like what is the media feeding those people like what did they think like what do they think like that we're peasant that we live in trees and we eat so true know? 
and and I was I was shocked really and truly you know it's and the thing is it's Florida so that means it's it's close to Haiti. It's an hour away from Haiti. It's a melting pot. There's a lot of Haitian. There's a lot of, and I still encountered that. So let alone for other places that were way further from, you know, Haiti. Um, and I realized that people are known. I mean, Haiti is known for very few things. Poverty, you know, um, that's it really. I can't even think about anything else. You know, when they think Haiti, that's the, that's the one thing that comes in mind is poverty. That hurts. You know, because and I was going to ask, how does that, how does that make you feel? It definitely it wasn't good. Like you don't want to be represented that way, especially the fact, like I said, I came here and I was a young adult, so I I'm a prideful Haitian, you know, and I I was fortunate enough to have gone to good school, so I had a good education, thankfully, you know, and you know, for me to I I had so much a lot to give. And people were a little bit surprised as well from how I was expressing myself. They were, you really from Haiti? And the other thing also is because I came from Haiti, I always have a lot of Haitian um, items with me. So I always had my jewelry was from Haiti. My bracelets, my sandals, my shirt would literally say something about Haiti most of the time, you know. And I, I was rapping, not consciously really. It's just that, that that was my style. That's always been my style. You know, I love those items. I love the stuff that we make. I love our culture or or the product of our hands. I love it. So I rock it, not knowing that there's always someone watching. And okay. before I realized, you know, people would literally stop me down like, I like your necklace. That's nice. Where'd you get it? You know, I like your, your jewelry. I like this. I like that. And I would often, whether I was in, in college or in the store and I mean, I've literally, when I tell you it was a lot of time, like I'll be under a red light and you'll see somebody knock me like a girl from her wing, you know, in the next car, literally like, I like your earrings. And I'm like, thank you. It's from Haiti. Nice. <laughs> and I've never missed a chance to let them know where it was from because I felt that you think that it's all we know we're known for is poverty so that was my chance to say that no there's much more to Haiti than poverty you know we we make things and beautiful things so I think that's really where it all started doesn't that teach you a lot about having the patience and you're free to open up on it if you want doesn't that teach you a lot because i've also had those relationships those conversations those uncomfortable exchanges where you have to actually look across the table from you and have the patience and the humility and like i was telling in the beginning the open heart to have that conversation about you know ignorance and understanding the other person's perspective and i was wondering if that taught you a little bit about you know having the patience and you know the wisdom to open up the dialogue and not just blame the person for not knowing it's like okay what is your problem what what did that teach you in the process of just like opening up to that yes you're right <laughs> i wasn't always you know i did i can't i mean i'll be honest i have to say transparent and it wasn't always it was a learning process um because in the beginning when i first moved i was much more offended by them um, because, you know, than I am now. Now I have the wisdom and the humility that you speak of. Um, and I understand and I take the time um, because for not only with the work that I'm doing, you know, to educate. And I say, you know what, that's false. This is what it is. But before, especially, you know, younger with the pride and all of those emotions, you just, you really, you know, when you hear some comments, like I, I remember I was in a, in a an English class and this girl said, you guys have TV? 
And I was like, Yeesh. really? <laughs> you know, and I, I wasn't really, it was not exactly wise answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but there was a lot of growth that happened since then. Um, I made sure to let them know the truth, but it wasn't always with, you know, but I, it's through, it's through communication and it's really, it's through having friends that were not Haitian, that the passion came. Because mm-hmm. there were people that I befriended that were not Haitian that were asking me questions like that. And I realized that they were not seeing it um, to hurt me. or But I realized that they genuinely did not know. And they care. And these are my friends. So they love me. And they care for me. So what reason would they have to say things, you know, in regards to Haiti that or, you know, not true just to, you know, hurt me? No. They really did not know. So right. by being so ignorant them, yeah. Ignorance, uh, also not, so we don't blame them for not knowing. When we say ignorance, we don't mean that to be condescending. We mean no. ignorant because you because just don't know and you're know. trying to yeah. learn. Okay. Yes, yes, you, you don't know. And the good thing is a lot of them were, you know, curious enough to know, you know, and um, that's where, that was my opening. Wonderful. So, we could have gone different, a bunch of different ways, you know, because again, we're like, yeah, what do you know about Haiti? Okay. We know the poverty. Okay. We know that, you know, there's political instability, you know, uh-huh. there's a lot of like, you know, political turmoil and international uh-huh. relations stuff and, you know, and national debt, what everything. And we have obviously the music, the carnivals and the tourism. Okay. But where are we going with this? We're going with, you know, crafts. We're going with jewelry. We're going with handbags and head wraps. And, you know, uh-huh. I was wondering like, okay, I'm going to make a, I'm going to try to make a marketing firm about all this. Like, I'm really wondering what were the building blocks leading up to that, man? Because I probably, I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy. Walk us through that. Well, I was a marketing student. So I, yes, (laughs) tremendously. So that made everything simple. (laughs) I really was studying. So I'm, I'm in my field. Um, I remember being in college and I was really trying to see, okay, so what's next, you know, cause you're in college and the point of college is to, you know, work on eventually make a career out of what you're, you know, of course, otherwise what's the point mm-hmm. of, that you're learning. And for me, I always in mind at the time, it was clear that I'm going back home. I am definitely going back home. I'm only here temporarily get my education and go back home. That was the plan. My parents were back home. They're still back home. Um, I have no desire to stay in this land. <laughs> and therefore, you know, I need to have a, an idea, a game plan of how I'm going to utilize my education and going to Haiti, you know. But my thing was, regardless of what it is, is that I knew that whatever I was studying, before even going into marketing, I knew that whatever it was that I was going to do, I would have to tie it to Haiti. Like it would have to be something that benefit Haiti. That was something that I'm saying, I mean, college, you know, I mean, high school, before college. So that was, that was something that was a given. So it means even if I was a, I don't know, a lawyer, it would have been, you know, something that benefited Haiti. If it was, you know, whatever field I would have been in, it would have been something that some way, somehow, it would have to benefit Haiti. Because I've mm-hmm. always had that um, patriotism. You know, Uh um, since, I don't know, since very, very young. And that was the reason why I actually chose to um, further my education after high school in Haiti. So I actually went to college in Haiti. 
against no my parents. <laughs> yes, against my parents, my parents, you know, um, will. And so you're anxiety. really ride or die. Like you're, you're, like you're all about it. See, this is a terrific example, it guys, was. in terms of like <laughs> seriously committing to your purpose and committing to your mission. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I'm yes, just applauding no. you on that one. Thank you. And I remember after after high school, my parents really, really wanted me to um, further my education. I go to college in France, like my older sister did. And then they were like, the let's go to the States. And I was like, no, I am staying in Haiti. You know, that was a for sure thing. If the, the earthquake hadn't happened, then, you know, that's that would have been a different story for me because the earthquake is what caused me to make that shift. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I'm glad because I see how I'm being used. And I see that all alone, I was just being in purpose. But that's a different story. So, <laughs> so um, back to, you know, I'm, I'm in college. And um, I, my sister's coming to visit. We're in Macy's. And we're shopping. And literally, this older lady, this elder, um, she comes to us and she inquires about the sandals. And we are both having our dark sandals that we're proud to wear. These are Creation Dewey, which is one of my clients. Mm-hmm. She makes those really beautiful handmade sandals, beaded with scars, and it's very artsy. It's colorful. So it's really an eye stopper, you know. And so when Macy's, that lady comes, she's Caucasian. She's older i'm talking maybe seven years old seven years old and she's asking us about her sandals so for me it's like two things come in my how are you interested in my stuff not only culture wise but age wise you know these sandals are like younger you know it's just not the market that i would envision envision for those sandals you never know how your product impacts the public right you just never know and that's your that's your statement right there that's your test subject right there Yes, and that's where the light bulb happened because the the wonderment in her eyes at that moment were unbelievable. Like she was like, "Really? Oh my God, this is so beautiful! Which aisle is this?" Me and my sister started laughing because she thought that we bought it at, at Macy's. So we had to explain to her that, no, 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 these are not here. We came with those sandals. These are ours. They're actually made in Haiti. This, and we, we, you know, we were talking, making conversation. And come to find out, this old lady was with a bunch of old lady with her. They were friends. They were shopping. <laughs> and, and she called all her friends to gather up and admire our sandals. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So it was, yeah. So we have like a bunch of old lady looking at her sandals <laughs> that they want to buy from Haiti. And I'm, the light bulb turned on right there. And the light bulb was, there's a demand. We have a demand for our items. And I couldn't sleep. That light bulb turned on and it didn't matter how, how much I tried to turn it off. And just, it wouldn't turn off. I had to do something, you know? So I was already in marketing. I was already learning the courses. So now every time I was in class and they were teaching us, let's say product evaluation, I was in my mind and visualizing it for that. So, um, I, first thing I, I contacted, um, Stephanie Dooley one of the Creation Dewey um, owner. There are mm-hmm. two owners, Sarah Maguin and Stephanie Deltique. She's a designer of Creation Dewey. And I told her my experience. And I said, listen, this is what happened. And that was amazing. You know, I was really excited. I had so much passion. I was like, oh my God, you have a demand in the state. Did you know people would buy this? I mean, if this was in Macy's, they would really buy it. <laughs> they would really buy it if it was in Macy's. 
Yes. And, and, you know, and I was like, we have to do something. And she said, yeah, you know, what? Well, here's my business card. Next time you go to Haiti, take my business cards, let them know that they can order from Haiti. I said, okay. But more than that, I was like, no, it's, it's not enough. It has to be in the shelf because for somebody to order from you, they have to know that you exist. Right. And the thing is, um, they don't know Haiti for that. So they won't know to look for that. The only way that you have to do it, you have to make it accessible to where they go. So where do those people shop? Where do they go and make those items available where they are? So that's kind of like, that's where, you know, I started thinking and ideas started coming and it was just a matter of applying it really. But just hearing you talk about it, what we're seeing is that you identified a need. You clearly had a, a, um, I'm sorry, a proof of concept. I'm sorry, that's what I was looking for. You clearly had a proof of concept. And what happened, rather than just like think about all the problems, you basically backward, I'm sorry, reverse engineered the entire process. Like, okay, for them to have it, this is what mm-hmm. needs to be in place. And then you worked your way from there. So what yes. does that say about the entrepreneurial mindset? And for all of us and for those of our listeners who basically are having that idea, like you said, that light bulb, uh, this will mm-hmm. never work. What would you tell them? Like, you know, a few stepping stones towards that next level. What can we give them as tips? They have the light bulb that's open and they have, you have an idea that you want to accomplish. Really, I, I feel like for me, it's staying because the focus had to be on, on my goal the end result. And like you said, it was reverse. Um, um, it was definitely reverse engineered because I was focusing on the goal. So what is your goal? So meaning it's kind of like what I'm going to say. It's when I had a conversation about that the other day, but sometimes it's good to start at the end, you know, cause you're right. trying to work your way um, from the beginning. But sometimes it's good to work your way at the end. So for me, the end result was I want those Caucasian ladies next time they go to have access to those. I want other culture to have, to be able to buy those items and the stores that they shop, that they already shop, you know? So that's the end result. That's, that's the goal. So from there, since, since I already know what my goal is, now I can identify the different, um, les pions, you know, the different, mm-hmm. um, okay, so I know that uh, the, the product has to be there. So who's in charge of the product? Okay, these are the manufacturers. Where are the manufacturers in Haiti? Who are those people? Okay, now I need to make a list of manufacturers that make production in Haiti that I can, you know, contact um, and explain to them the vision and who would say no to expand their sales overseas. And right. what else, you know, and when I'm looking again at the, final result because the final result is those items and store overseas so i identified one player one player is the manufacturers what was the other player the store okay so who's the store okay these are people that already have stores and overseas it could be in the states it could be in canada it could be in you know in france and they have a clientele that is not you and me so they're not haitian Mm -hmm. and they would be able to have so those stores who are they the distributors how do i have access to them you know so that's player two what's the third player the player of the people that are buying you know so it was really um having the end goal so i feel like my advice would be when you have a a light bulb it's because you have a picture hold on to that picture analyze that picture you know um 
and identify you brought up your so many you brought up so many details in terms of the entire production line and the entire process from beginning from concept all the way to execution and where a lot of people I mean this I know this from all the conversations you have and there's a lot of people who unfortunately are roadblocked by their own internal dialogue this will never work yeah. this will never yeah. work why in the world would they carry my product? Why in the world would they decide mm. to actually, co- you know, collaborate with me and trying to promote Haitian sandals? What would you tell <laughs> yeah. them? Because I'm sure that it wasn't all peasy and all roses for you. Yeah. You probably well, had, you is... know, to deal with some <laughs> backlash. And I'm, I'm sorry, backlash, but some roadblocks. Let's call them roadblocks. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. what the experience was like. And if you can actually teach us a few things. Well, the first thing I would say, and yeah, is they're right. if They say that it will never amount because there's one thing that I've learned if you say, whether you say you're right or you're wrong, you know, like whether you said you will make it or you won't make it, you're right. You know, I know you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is what you tell yourself is what will come to pass. So you have a choice to make. If you want it to come to pass, then be careful of what you're saying. Be careful of what you're thinking. Because if you have that light bulb and you have a desire, you have a dream, you have something that you want to see happen, you have to be your cheerleader. You have to be your own cheerleader. You can't, you can't, you know, be the one to, because if you fall into, you know, um, thinking less of it, then nothing is going to come out of it, you know? And um, my thing is, it's a mindset thing. It's really mindset. There's nothing that, we are ever going to hear that has not been said under the, the sky. I really feel that. I think that, you know, no matter how beautiful the word of wisdom has been said before, you know, um, things come, the magic happen in the application. You know, it's kind of like what they say. If you want to see um, things differently, you have to do something that you've never done. That's because that's application right there. For me, things start happening when we apply ourselves. And it's really in the details. And it doesn't mean that you will be able to make it happen one day at a time. For me, starting Hades Corner was not even about Hades Corner. It was about me. It was that I had to get my mindset ready to create that. Because the light bulb opened, mind you, um, and Hades Corner is to the light of day, maybe, what, three, four years later? So, yeah. so it, it was an instant. So I get it. And I did have those fear too. I did have, so, cause listen, it, society really, I feel nowadays is, is not going to help you and to, to go ahead, be an entrepreneur and do it. It's gonna, you know, it's, it's easier for you to fall in the trap of, okay, be comfortable in a nine to five. You have a, uh, you know, um, a guarantee of a check, quote unquote guarantee that's coming right there. Um, you can, you can make that route you know, and, um, that's going to be it. Or you can decide, okay, if that's really something that's keeping you up at night, you owe it to yourself to go for it. But going for it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to start applying yourself towards that goal right there. And then it might be that you're applying yourself to your own self. Cause for me, like I was saying, um, it took me three years. I want to say from the moment that the light bulb turned on to actually, um, launching or to actually, yeah, I want to say launching the business and throughout the three years, there was battling. There was thinking, like you said that, uh, you know, it's why butter. Not that I, not that I ever doubted and the product or that, you know, um, the success of it. I 
had faith. I knew. I've never once think that our items or product could not reach the stars. Because I, I really, like I said, I have so much passion and faith in, in the work of our hands, you know. Um, but my thing was the work that you have to put into it. <laughs> you know, when you're thinking, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's not easy to be your own boss. It's not easy to, to do the work, the, you know, the creation, the sitting down, the writing the plan, the contacting the stores, the, you know, the contacting the distributor, like all the different things, plus the back end of the business, the invoices, the transportation. Oh, my God, there's exportation laws. All of that takes work. And you're not necessarily going to want to do the work and you might feel comfortable just, you know what, why do that? But my thing is... Why do that to yourself? Exactly. exactly. So when you feel in a place where you're like that, what you need to do first, I feel from my perspective, is you have to build your mind. You get your, you work on your mind first because it's a mindset thing. So that means before you start, it's kind of like, if you think about it, like, um, like an athlete, you know, um, yes, before they, they work out, it's true, but their mindset has to be right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so you do whatever you have to do. And what I mean by getting your mindset right, I'm talking about getting in, connected with the right people, being in the right group, reading the right books, listening to the right podcast. <laughs> you know, it, it means whatever he has to, you have to do to be in a mindset where you get hungry. It is so powerful to hear you talk about the importance of the mindset. And yes, it, it does go around the meme that says, whatever you believe, you're right, because it's true. Whatever you tell yourself, I'm going to fall. I'm not going to, I'm going to fall off my bike. I'm not going to make that basket. I'm not going to make that sale. I'm not going to get that girl. I'm not going to get that promotion. If you start out the gate saying that you're going to fail, you are setting yourself up for, for, for failure. failure. Yeah. yeah. Your worst. I say this too. all the time. Uh, I sell that all the time. I say this to my kids. I say this to everybody in under the sun. I'm like, words have weight. Words have power, so be very careful what you say. Be very okay. careful what you say. Even, okay. even as I like to say, like in Creole, it's the passion de bayon blague. blague. Yes. Like yes. be very serious about what you're saying. Have secret yes. intent. Yes. And that because you're talking about, you know, how the emotional journey, because that's something that's really coming across your words in a very powerful and sincere way. It's a very truly heartfelt mission. And I was wondering what. Again, when your baby was born, let's just call it as is, you know, so because basically Hades and Cor- Hades Corner has been officially, let's just call it launched says how long now? Um, three years. Three years. It's been three, 2016. Yeah. And just looking at this journey so far, because we still have a lot of place to grow. We still have a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, just a place to learn. And again, talking about, you know, the issues that some people will have, the reservations. Yes, because I want people to take lessons from you because it's a very beautiful journey about, first of all, growth and taking chances. What would you tell Thank them you. regarding the aspect of, you know, the fear of perfection? What I mean by that is that sometimes people wait way too long, the fear of launching, you know? <laughs> oh, this is not ready. And it's not quite ready. The logo's not right. The website's oh not right. Or the shipping's not right. Or this place is not right. Or like, you know, yes. the tabs or like the fonts yes. on this website. <laughs> yes. When all that noise is going on in your head, how do mm-hmm. you just, just start? How, what mm-hmm. would you tell people? God, Nike, Nike the heck out of it. Just do it. Just do it. You not, nothing is ever going to be perfected. You know, that when you described everything and hearing you talk, I was like, oh my gosh, that was me. I don't know if it was you too. If you had that, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's every entrepreneur that faced this, the feeling of, 
I'm not ready enough yet. You know that you want to perfect. And I know I'm a perfectionist. Um, so that's, that's even worse, you know? So I was there. I, I, cause again, like I said, three years, people, three years, it took me. <laughs> so imagine, you know, and what we don't know is that there are people that are waiting 50 years and guess what? It, they passed them by. You know, I've even had friends that'll tell me, you know, I've waited, I've waited, and I've heard somebody else launch this thing that I always wanted to do. So you one thing is you will never feel ready. And that's a good thing. And what I mean by that is that the fact that you don't feel that it's perfect will allow you to better it. It automatically you know that I'm not just doing something that's perfect and you're gonna be the no. You just got to do it because it's never going to be perfect and be okay with that. Because know that it only means that there is room for growth and there will always be room for growth. So be comfortable with just walking, you know, start, start right where you are. Start, just start. I don't care. Like, oh, but the logo's not, I don't care. Just start. No matter how undone it may look, no matter how, you know, unperfected, because the thing is, once you start walking, I promise you, I kid you not, that is such a bold faith move that you make. The universe is really going to conspire to open the doors that needs to open for you to even, you know, for the right things to, to fall into place. But you have to take that step. In the same place, you know, nothing happens from standing still. Exactly. Nothing exactly. happens from standing still. And that's what I'm getting from you because, you know, just from the truly heartfelt journey that you're talking about, there's a lot of personal truth that goes in terms of taking a chance, just mm -hmm. believing in what you're doing. And again, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Might as well. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a bold move, as you said. But that's a beautiful thing. And that's something that I'm really trying to promote with this platform in regards to, I feel that there's a lot of people in this noisy doubt and uncertainty right now with their lives, uh, not just yeah. in regards to their nine to five, but regarding relationships in regards to all the greater things that they want to do, because I believe there's so much greatness into everyone. And I believe there that is. in this world, there are so many examples. And that's one thing I'm trying to, you know, promote again with all these connections and conversations that we're having in regards uh -huh. to, again, we're not that different. Everybody wants to do to serve and, um, in that sense, it's not just about running a business. It's not just about being an entrepreneur, but to the greater good of the thing. And that for me, that's where like, you know, it really pulls up my heartstrings in regards to, you know what, you're doing your little part to allow the country, to allow our culture, to allow our people to have yet another voice because a rising, rising tide lifts, li I'm sorry, lifts all ships. Well, oh my God, I'm losing my words. Rising tide <laughs> lifts all ships. <laughs> It really takes a very special kind of collaboration, not just from our generation, but the ones that are going to follow, whether not just in North America, but abroad in Europe, because Haitians are pretty much everywhere. My sister studied yes. in Seoul, Korea, and there are Haitians in Seoul, Korea. Wow, right? yes. And we need to <laughs> have a different true. dialogue. We need to have a different mentality. And I'm, I wasn't intending to make this all fall like, you know, just, hey, l'union fait la force, but it's a real important <laughs> conversation to have. Because I believe that's what you're doing with with uh, Hades Corner is allowing us to actually share another purpose, another 
image of ourselves beyond what the modern media is trying to just constantly bury down the subconscious of, you know, the greater message. And that's a Uh wonderful thing you're doing. So when you go to bed at night, when you're seeing that and seeing all the work and the impact is going through, because there's so much place to grow. But do you think about the genres (laughs) back home (laughs) who are benefiting from, from, from your project? How does that make you feel? Oh, gosh, every day. Yes, I do. I do. Definitely do. And if anything, that's, um, that's the driving. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's a motivation, but I feel like motivation is not a strong enough word. Um, because I know that like I visited it, um, like I visited workshop of, you know, of some clients. So I've seen some of them, they'll send me the pictures of their workshop. So I've seen the, the, um, the people working and, you know, and I know that it really has a direct impact, you know, um, that work because every store that orders from a client, from, you know, Hades production that allows those workers to work and feed their kids. And the more orders will only mean that they're going to have to expand. And expansion means that they're going to have to hire more hands, which means in a country where there's so much, you know, um, chômage, uh, <laughs> you're, you're allowing people to get back to the workforce, you know, and that's so needed, you know. And um, like, I know that the country right now is facing a lot of turmoil. And I know it's just, it's things have been extremely chaotic, and I feel like because of that, we need this even more. So for me, going at night, it's it's the fact that we are living in those times and I'm thinking about that, it's motivating me to push on through even more because we need that. Because when um, you're thinking about, and that's something I'm always saying, is when you're thinking about all the great countries that, like you're thinking about the U.S., China, like countries that are like the puissance, the grand puissance, superpowers. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. When you're thinking about them, they're, they're superpowers because of their production, because of the fact that they're able to produce and they're able to have other countries consume that. Mm-hmm. And we, when you're thinking, you know, I don't know, Italy, you're thinking the fast cars that, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, um, friends, you're thinking about expensive perfume you're thinking about you know cheese cheese yes you know i mean whatever the country you know when you're thinking about a country thinking about them for their production and that's because they've been able to successfully sell i mean at the end of the day it's that what you have you sell other countries buy from you which allows money to come in in the country i mean that's you know so when you're thinking haiti so everything mm-hmm. comes from, I mean, even water comes from, you know. We other have countries. to import water even so at that import, point. He, yes. So it's, 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 that means that money is come getting out. And mind you, a country that's poor, another for the country to get rich, of course, money has to come in. Money is coming, getting out for everything. That means we're buying because we need, we're sustainable only, but you know, I mean, we're not sustainable because we're taking everything. We're outsourcing everything. So what I'm trying to do is that reverse thing. I'm like, we have workers. We have where, what's our riches? What do you have that you can sell? 
okay, you have coffee because at one point in time, we were the best coffee, you know, like um, exportateur de café. What else do we have? We have, um, you know, oh my God, artisanat. Okay, you have the product, the work of your hands. You have or arts. You have or crafts. We have, you know, and that's that. That's the mindset that we should have. So that's why I really Hades Corner really doesn't. I don't limit myself to one industry, which is mm -hmm. just you know the arts and craft. Um, I just so happened that when I've launched my clients were in that industry. But I have other clients that are in other industries like liquors and, you know, other stuff that come to me and they want to have the service. I work with them because at the end of the day, it's whatever Haitian made, whatever production that's from Haiti, the goal is to do exactly that. Get it overseas do that reverse you know what the, the other country are doing that allows them to be the the country sense that's mm -hmm. the same um if you want formula that we need to apply in order to get ourselves sustainable is to be able to okay what are we good at and make sure that we produce more of that sell it and get money and in the country create more work for our people and you know so yes this this very picture of the people that I know the impact of it, that's that's my motivation. And I tell people a lot of time that yeah, they see these cornages, okay, I'm advertising this, but there's so much so much more to it, you know? And I'm talking about the impact of it. There's so much more to it. It's a wonderful, wonderful mission. It's a wonderful mission because there I'm seeing like you talk about all the industries. And again, it's something that's very basic. You think about the person that made those handbags, the person that, you know, that wove those sandals together, the person that made those drawings or whatever, those person who like, you know, who brewed those liquors. There's so many people. And we know those faces because we've crossed them growing up on the streets and we know yes. they're just doing their best to actually make an honest living and actually promote some truly wonderful, wonderful, unique work because mm -hmm. you can't pretty much find that anywhere aside from No, maybe. yeah. It's uh, very something to actually be very proud of. And when I say pride, I do not mean that in any condescending way, but pride is something to basically embrace because, you know, Italians are going to celebrate themselves. You know, Spanish people are going to celebrate themselves. Uh -huh. Chinese people are going to celebrate themselves. <coughs> Dominicans celebrate themselves. <coughs> Haitians also can celebrate themselves. themselves and that's, that's a true. wonderful, wonderful mission to be on. Um, but I'm curious, uh, again, not to put you on the spot, but next five years, <laughs> 10 years, what's Haiti, What's what's in the store for Haiti's Corner down, into, down the road of the universe? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um five years so basically um or next week <laughs> you know i mean i don't mind a little things things to go fast i mean it's really i have a lot of friends i have so much so much so much in stores for this corner that i get really it's like a kid that it gets excited um but so these are not just dreams these are plans concrete stuff that i want to see happen and mm. And I've learned to speak with faith and knowing that, you know, like I said earlier, my words precedes me. Therefore, I'm going to let that out. <laughs> um, definitely, I want to see um, the corners, um, the quarters of Haiti's Corner, um, meaning right now um, I'm basically working, um, you know, from the States and everything. And what I want to be able to have is have like a concrete team where we have our offices mm -hmm. um, in Haiti, where I can work directly with my clients. 
Um, and what it looked like is basically um, I would have more services that I'll be able to provide. So that means the product evaluation would be done in-house. And mm-hmm. when you have a company in Haiti, regardless of their industry, whether they're doing, you know, like a new brand of ketchup, like Famosa, which is, you know, something that I think <laughs> um, I would love to to have as a client, although I've heard we sold it to the DR, but I believe, yeah, I believe it got sold. It got sold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is such a shame because that's something that, that, that was ours, you know, that was ours recipe. It was, I don't like ketchup. I only, I can only eat Famosa. And so let's just have them as an example. You have a company like that, that would come in house and they want to expand their sales to foreign markets. Um, then we'd have to do the product evaluation right in house and where I would have everything established where we can not only help with the product evaluation, the price evaluation, do all the steps that I'm doing right now um, to get them ready for exportation and explain them to them, you know, but to have the quarters of Hades Corner would mean that I would be able to work closer with my clients because, um, you know, doing, cause right now I'm in the States and my clients are in Haiti. So mm-hmm. that distance sometimes, you know, first of all, a lot of time they get confused. They think that I have a store that, you know, right. and I'll have people contact me and say, Hey, do you, is it a store that you have? It doesn't matter how much I, I write it everywhere. People don't read. People just don't read, you know? And, um, so I feel like it, it would not only allow me to be closer to the client to work better, um, do more and i'll be able to add much more services that i want to add um in-house and uh because it's a marketing firm there's a lot of services that i have in mind i want to be able to to put so five years from now um the quarters are established we're working closely with our client of course i also have a presence in the states um where we're doing the dispatching um so what it looks like is we'll have like a, a storage you know where we can get all the, the the supply already here. That way, it's An easier. actual warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, that will be easier for the dispatching because one thing is true is that when a store and I'm talking about like stores, these wholesale orders, not just one item. When they hear that it's being shipped from overseas, they usually have kind of like a, uh, you know, it's it's because they they thinking time, they thinking you know it's usually more a hectic thing versus if they know that it's made in Haiti but shipped from the U.S. It creates the ease of mind and the 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 mind of the clients, you know, in the stores right, okay. owners. So that would allow us not only to get much more orders, <clears throat> be able to um, um, respond to orders faster and stuff like that. So, um, and the allows for credibility as well. Some somewhat of. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely, definitely. And um, and the other thing is, I, I don't see like I always told myself, um, the U.S. is 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 one place. I mean, and the U.S. is fifty states, but I I want to see our items and stores and countries that you don't see Haitian. I mean, I know we said Haitians are everywhere, but where it's not prominent. You know, mm-hmm. and therefore you would literally see, or I don't know, a store in 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 a place like uh, like an Irish country side, and and it's and we have our items being, you know, let's shoot for Korea. Kind of I want to see yes. sandals in Korea. Yes, you know, and that would be great because what happens then is that those people are being introduced to the Haitian culture by the products, you know, just by having that interaction with the products. You know, they may not know Haitian or know where Haiti is, but 
they're walking those sandals and that's what I want to see, you know, or they're drinking that bourbon cool or, you know, it's kind of like Heineken or, you know, those beers, they, they're everywhere, you know, you know? so that's kind of what I want to see with prestige and, and everything that we make. Amazing. So, see, it's, uh, you have to speak your own truth into the universe. And for a lot of people, yes. and I'm already hearing people rolling their eyes like, yeah, okay, you've got some large dreams. Well, yes, yes, you do. Oh my gosh. Your dreams I are do. supposed and to be big. Even, and I've actually toned it down for the people. So <laughs> your dreams are supposed to be big. I truly, truly <laughs> applaud you on that one because you're supposed to Thank have you. large dreams and extraordinary expectation. And you speak with it with such intent. We talked about intention. We uh-huh. talked about verbalization. We talked about manifestation. Yes. You gave me all three all wrapped up in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful expectation of the next five years. And that is something yes. really I'm tipping my head <laughs> off to you in regards to, again, this wonderful, I can't use it, a different word for it. It's a wonderful mission that you set for yourself. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of bravery, audacity to actually sit uh-huh. in your own conviction that, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. This is my own personal mission, my own personal journey, my own personal faith in regards to my own personal dream. And that's all it is. You know, I'm not looking yeah. at what you're doing, what you're doing. If we can align our missions, then fine. But uh-huh. you're, I'm totally okay. I'm going to do what I need to do to make this happen, whether now, next week, or in the next five years. And yeah. in regards to that, I only want to celebrate you with this wonderful, wonderful path that you set for yourself with Hades Corner. It is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful package of, of service, of promotion, of uh, our people, our culture, um, showing Haiti under a different light, uh, putting a different yes. spotlight from a different angle than the ones we're actually used to. I say we because I've fallen into that rabbit hole in regards to like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, Haitians always talking about like, yeah, probably yeah, what do you have to show for it? Yes, there's a lot mm-hmm. you have to show for it. I'm admitting to that because I've fallen into that trap in terms of like, I'm supposed to be, we are supposed to be, again, holding up the light and holding up the flag really high to actually mm-hmm. sing our own praises because there's nobody there to do it for us. And we actually That's should. That's true. You know, yes. it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I want to thank you for that because thank there are not many so people, you know, that needs to actually embrace that. And with this message that you set for yourself, I'm hoping people can take example that every little bit counts. We're all in this together, you know, That's right. and I really want to thank you for that. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing you're doing. Um, Thank you so much, Olivier. Speaking so much, you know, it's I don't waste words. If you've been a fan of the podcast, you know I don't waste I don't waste words. That's true. That's really precious for me. So I really want to thank you for this wonderful time. Wonderful time. Um, I really we could be talking because I really learned a lot, whether in regards to again uh, business and leadership and management, and you know just trying to think about you know okay goal setting and really setting your 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 set straight and you know not overlooking the barriers but actually addressing them you know full on you know okay uh-huh, there will be roadblocks exactly. and we need to learn along the way. So definitely these are a lot of tips, a lot of golden nuggets that we had here. But yes. as again as a fan, you know where this is, last question is coming. <laughs> a kind word. You know, opening up the universe, uh, you know, addressing a kind thought, a quote, a sonnet, a song, a lyric, whatever, you know, just the next step, a call to action that our listeners can take and wake up tomorrow, you know, taking that next step towards the next level. What can we leave them with? Um, I, I have to go with something that I've been telling myself lately, and that's been my own reminder. 
I know a lot of people sometimes will. Actually, it's funny because it goes against something that I saw you write the other day on Instagram. You're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> and, um, but it's, it's too, I, I say faith and fear don't coexist. Okay. And um, my thing is, I've learned that I have to, because it, when you think about it, when you have faith in something, that's because you believe you can do it. And that's an absence of fear. Because mm-hmm. fear is the opposite. It tells you that you can do it. Faith tells you you can do it. So um, thinking about it is whatever you tell yourself is going to be the truth. So choose to have faith in yourself. Choose to have faith in what you're doing. Because once you have that, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that can stop you. And I'm saying this with so much conviction because I'm living it every day. You know, I'm living it so strongly. Like I wish I I couldn't write a book about how serious this is, about how much, you know, or um, our words precedes us. You know, and I know a lot of times people say, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Then I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Why am I still broke? (laughs) You know? But it's, it doesn't, it's, it's true because you have to have your heart in it. And that's why it's not just words, it's faith. And I want to purposely use that word, have faith in yourself. And faith is just belief, you know, um, it's, it's the words, it's the thoughts, but it's, it's really believing, you know, you can say something and not have faith in it, but you can't have faith in some, you know, when you have faith in something that's it, even if you don't say it, guess what? It's there. So you got to have faith in yourself. You got to have faith in yourself Keep and don't let your fear. Yes. Yes. That's Terrific. that. Oh man. That's that. And my God, it's such a powerhouse of words, man. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> really left me all the feels, all the feels. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I really can't thank you enough. Really. It's been a gem of a conversation. It's so been much. a terrific time. Again, I've said it before Likewise. off the air, but I truly do believe that time is the one resource and most precious resource that we have. So thank you for sharing this time with us uh, here on the Awaken Yasa podcast. You. It's a real privilege to be able to share your vision and uh, your perspective onto this wonderful world uh, that we share. And, uh, you know, your vision is a really singular one and I want to celebrate you for it. It's a terrific mission you're doing. Thank you so much, Olivia, for having me. Thank you so much for really sharing that moment and um, giving me that platform to share. It was an awesome Shameless plugging. Shameless plugging time. Where can the listeners connect with you on the interwebs? Yes. Well, they can connect with us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. It's Hades Corner in one word. That's H-A-I-T-I-S-C-O-R-N-E-R. Um, so it's one word, Hades Corner, and it's pretty much the same thing for every platform we're present in. They can follow us on LinkedIn, definitely. There's a lot of content here that we don't place anywhere else, like or mm-hmm. um, the interviews that we've had. Uh, they these are on LinkedIn, so they can also contact with us. Let's see, I said Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and just yeah, I think that's I think I've covered it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Don't worry about it. I'll be sure to give you all the recognition and all the presences and the lick ups on the blog post once it goes live, my dear. Don't worry awesome. about it. <laughs> as always, as you know, this open invite, man, because this was such a gem. Anytime you want to be back, uh, just, you know, just to follow up uh, with the recent happenings of AD's Corner, anytime you want to be back, open invitation. It's always a pleasure to have you on. 
that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Olivier. Thank you for supporting me. You're talking about how much I supported you, but man, oh man, you have been such an amazing, <laughs> you've no idea, like out of nowhere. Kierica, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my God, things are great. So this is what's happening. This is when I just get going. It's genuine. You, it you, is very genuine. You genuine really supported because... me and you felt great seeing that somebody actually cares and, you know, and routing for me, you know, and it's it like is. a total stranger, you know, that I'm happy to, today I feel like I've gained a friend, you know, and it's so, it's, you're it's very genuine. It's very genuine and it's no love lost because it's definitely something that I truly support, something I truly believe in because I believe, again, we need to hold hands and actually walk this path together. So any which where I can help, you always have me in your corner. Don't worry about it. That's truly sincere. Thank you so much. Likewise. Likewise. Guys, this has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. You can find, don't worry, again, all of ACAS presences for Hades Corner will be available on the blog post once it goes live. As always, thanks so much for all your support, guys. Do like us on iTunes, LinkedIn, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. I've made a lot of effort to make this available for you pretty much everywhere. So, guys, just click subscribe. Give me a couple of stars. I appreciate it. And again, the comments, really appreciate it. I read everything. As you can see, I also make a lot of friends. So, guys, stay safe. As always, thanks so much for tuning in. Stay blessed, stay resilient, stay loved. As always do, stay awesome. See you next time. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.